welcome to episode 14 of Off the Crossbar, the uh, quarantine edition. <laughs> you heard Jake's ice cubes in the background there. <laughs> that ruled. In continuing with our long and short tradition of only recording with podcast guests, this week we've got uh, somebody from the Rival Pod. Uh, you this may is know the first as... crossover episode. It is, although I've been on plenty of podcasts with uh, this man before. Uh, Does well, he want to introduce himself, or should we continue to skirt around the topic? Hey, welcome to the RSL show. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Damn, that was good. Yeah. Is, wow. Uh, this is not what I had planned. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm Jake. Thanks for listening. Nice. On today's RSL show. And, of course, we've got Kyle and Trevor, who you've Sad. probably already heard. Still? Yeah. Uh, my fiance just looked at me like I'm losing my mind, which might be accurate. Yeah. Straight tell up, tell how long... Boy. Yeah, we, we are, yeah, he's drinking again. Um, <laughs> how long into, into quarantine are we? How many weeks has it been? I'm seven 69, weeks in. 69, I think. I 69 was... weeks. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Nice. I was like actually quarantined for three weeks, and now I'm an essential worker and I'm back to work. So I'm. Trevor, really do you have coronavirus yet? Oh, I swear to God, Kyle. Dude, <laughs> you tweeted that you you said or you said the other day that you that you got tested again, didn't you? No. Oh, I thought you said that your roommate might have it again. Oh no, my roommate got tested. And oh, okay. Back yet. Okay, so it's sorry. Oh, the first time he could go back to work. Gotcha. The first time you thought you may have it was from your your daughter and her mother. Now this time was potentially through your roommate. You're Neither time. Okay, yeah. and near you still don't have coronavirus, probably. Still don't. I feel fine. I've pretty much felt fine the whole time. I did get tested, but that was like three weeks ago now, three or four weeks ago. That's tight. Did they do the uh, stick in the nose thing? That's not oh. your. That's not oh. your nose. That that's sticking the brain. That straight oh. up hits the brain it's tissue. It's literally like it's your no inner thanks. ears, like what it touches. It's ridiculous. Oh, what's everyone been up to? Jake, what are you doing? What are you What are you doing in quarantine? How are you staying busy? Uh, you know, working two jobs and uh, trying to get a soccer team off the ground in a country that's really far away from me. So that's fun. You started talking about soccer way sooner than we you'd normally start talking about <laughs> soccer, but it has, it's not directly it, related to Real Salt Lake. So it has consumed you? my life. Like it's a really in a really good way, but I start every morning at a, about six a.m. on phone calls for that. So, wow. Yeah, okay. I get up at like eight forty-five for my job at nine. Yeah, dude, that's that's, that's my that's my schedule. It's really yeah. it's great. Not not great guys. Hold you know on. what I you know what I want to catch up like real quick, Matt. I just want to yeah. rapid rapid fire ask you some questions. Okay. Yes. Okay. How's how's Serhi? Uh, which one? He's good. My yeah, Serhi. Serhi's on that team now, and they're both great. One of my developers. Uh, nice. What a what about Alex? Do you still talk to Alex? No. Okay. Is he even on the project anymore? No. No, that's right. I got him picked up. Yeah. Allie says hi, Matt Montgomery. Oh, tell Allie hello. He says hello. We get to see you as a family on our fridge every day. Oh, that's nice of you. That's yeah. She's working still. 
Yeah. Oh, what a nice little office setup you got there. We got Jake yeah, on the yeah. couch. Yeah. So I'm on a chair. Let's be Our clear. That's one Sorry. of those. Okay. And then uh, Allie's over there on the desk. What up, Allie on the desk? Nice Pepsi chair. What's going on with that? Uh, Allie stole that chair <laughs> uh, from her high school. So there you go. Meridian. Oh, Idaho gal. When she graduated, her and one of her friends were like, we need something. We need a a remembery thing. So they remembery. Yeah. I don't know what to call it. Memoir. That's what I meant. It's not a memoir. That's a book. It's a souvenir. Souvenir. That's the one. It's, it's, it's it's more like an heirloom actually. Yeah. I, Something so, to be passed an down. Even a little bit, Kyle. Trevor. Trevor, it, this is going to be generation to generation. It, it will be. When does an heirloom become an heirloom? After how many uh, generations? Once it gets passed down, we'll call it an heirloom. Oh, I'll give you that. three coronavirus. Okay, so after after they get married and have and have a a, a young child, um, they will be passed down through future generations. Yeah, I think that's accurate. I love that. Um, I'll weigh in with what I've been doing, and that's only what I've been doing today over lunch that I'll weigh in with, because I know Trevor will be quite pleased with me. Oh, boy. Which is a first for everything, you know? Um, So I am, like most other people in this world, uh, an appreciator of uh, Bon Appetit. Mm. It's probably the best thing on YouTube right now. Yep. And has been for a while. Yep. Anyway, Brad made this garlic ginger paste that... I just had to make, so I made it, and it is delicious and very strong, and everything in my house smells like garlic. What do you mm. put? Did you say garlic ginger paste? Yeah, so it's a fermented garlic ginger paste. I fermented it in a vacuum-sealed bag for a week, and then cut it open. And What do you put it on? Uh, so I didn't, I used it in like a stir-fry. Okay. But I think it's too strong to have on its own. I used like two tablespoons. And the whole stir fry was extremely gingery, which was great. I enjoyed that, but maybe it was a little strong. All right. You know what I want to make from Brad? Uh, There's a fermented rice. Oh, nice. uh, What was it? Did I watch that episode? I don't know what you're talking about. It was either rice or... I'll find it. It was like a, a dusting that he was using. Oh, nice. Oh koji. yeah, koji. About. Koji. Yeah, that's what I want to make. I want to make the koji. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, what have you been doing? Oh, sorry, yet. I interrupted Trevor. That's cool. What? What? I don't know. Okay, I haven't done any fermenting stuff yet, but as far as cooking goes, I got a cast iron pan today. Nice. A cast iron grill pan and one of the like mm. uh, enamel like Dutch oven stove. Oh, good. Ooh. Hell yeah. We so, we use our enamel Dutch oven. On the daily, that's so what they, the kids say, right? All cylinders now. That's my cooking update. Nice. That's it. You shouldn't shouldn't put your cast iron in your car though, like to cook it. Okay, that's well. tempting. <laughs> Kyle, what have you been doing during this quarantine period? I was just thinking about how different of a person I'm going to emerge from quarantine. Uh, three three big things for me. Uh, sure. Well. That's kind of been like an up and down type thing. I already shaved it all off once, but now 
Um, I was going to buzz my head as well, uh, but then I saw a really horrific picture of Pete Buttigieg, and then it scared me from, <laughs> did, from did, shaving my head. Did Mayo Pete buzz his hair? Dude, he buzzed his head, and also he's cle- he had clearly been getting some sort of like treatment on the front of his head because not only does did he buzz his head, but he lost some stuff just within the last like month going on on the front of his head. So yeah, he I, that's head. pretty great. It's tough. He went from he's looking totally like a funny. child to like looking like a just Ser- it, serial killer. It's t- I was, I was yes, gonna say guy tough. in a failed '90s indie band, but it's really bad. It's really bad. So that straight up scared me out of shaving my head because that was gonna happen. Um, facial hair is back for now, but that's not it. That's that's not new. Three things. One, uh, got contacts. Even though I'm wearing glasses right now, but I have contacts. Um, I'd been like basically blind in my right eye for like years, and I got these super special contacts. Took a really long time after getting a surgery. Got those first week of quarantine. Boom. Nice. That's one. Two, bought a pair of overalls. Uh, haven't owned overalls since I was a kid. <laughs> um, they look but, sharp. Uh, I saw your photos. Yes. Yes, you did see those. I uh, wear. I have a pair of overalls now. I look like a train conductor. It's great. Wait, what kind? Of, I want to know. About, I want to know about the overalls. Well, Levi okay, denim. Well, they are. They are denim. There's this brand called Only New York, and they had a warehouse sale. And I normally wouldn't get overalls, but they were made it made in usa overalls they're they're like normally like 140 bucks paid paid 70 bucks for overalls so okay. that's something that happened that's um well i'm i'm gonna join you in the overall camp dude, it's like next weekend because i want carhartt overalls dude i would wear carhartt that's overalls cool. for sure yep um yeah so overalls that's number two three got a bike I, I I'm turning into a bike guy. I want to be a bike guy. I want gigantic Ronaldo ca- or uh, Roberto Carlos calves. I want to. I just want to be just massive below my knees and that and my thighs just huge. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna avoid the obvious joke there. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. yeah. So got got a bike and I've been riding my bike and I got that on Tuesday. Rode it Tuesday. Rode it today. Um, bike. Is like a like it's a city bike, right? It is a city bike, yeah. It's really fun. Um, so I've been cruising around, rode twenty five miles so far. So yeah, having having fun. Um, other than that, been playing a lot of Xbox. So that's that doesn't count. Those that's not one of my three three pillars of of quarantine. But yeah, that's me. That's me, Matt. That's have all we, you ever needed to know. Have cool. we talked about what you're playing on Xbox yet? Dude, okay, so I switch. I play, I play uh, FIFA on my PS4, and I play Call of Duty Modern Warfare on my uh, on my Xbox. But all oh, these freaking loser ten year old kids. I play Warzone sometimes, but I play okay. multiplayer more. And all these loser ten year olds are so much better at me than me. They have faster <laughs> reflexes, and they just call me slurs after they beat me so they've cleaned their brain for this dude they're so good these freaking zoomers are just out here just destroying me probably jake's kid is out here just wrecking my shiz dude i bet you're right he he is not allowed in the call of duties dude that's a Uh good dad we have we only have a nintendo switch so he's been playing a lot of the pokemon game nice uh did he play Zelda? Yeah, we. That's not really our style. <laughs> like, interesting. I, I'm a bad example. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna own this. Uh, like MMORPGs, 
not my thing. I'm okay. A, I'm a shooter guy. Same. So I'm having fun with Pokemon, like just watching him play. But we tried Zelda. We got through like, God, we probably played for like 20 hours. And then I was so like, you got through like 5% of it. Yeah. I was like, what the hell are we doing with our lives? <laughs> like, this is the dumbest thing in the world. And so tra- good though. Matt, such a good game. Tra- uh, Trav uh, at work at KSL yeah. was like, oh, dude, you got to put in like, you got to put in like 20 more hours and then it gets really good. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. There's no way. Um, There's it, no it, way I'm going to say I put, thought it was magical just... from like minute one. So did uh, I. I can't do it. Mm-mm. Loved it. I need I need like a direction. I love campaign oh, stuff. Yeah. I don't want I don't want to be like it is very broad. Yeah, I don't want to go. Oh, I'm gonna run around for an hour and a half and do literally nothing. No, no, you can climb things. <laughs> you can pick up apples. Yeah, that's so an no, important thing to do in that game. So nothing. Uh, there, you can cook food. Okay, so here here's the first time I got really frustrated with that game. This the first level. There's this part where you run up a hill and you go into the snow area. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and I remember dying like ten times in a row trying to figure out. And then trying to figure out why I was dying. And I was so mad. And I finally Googled it. And it's like, you got to get pants or have have your sword yeah. on fire. You, you and do I was need like, to have pants. You I have like, to put on warm clothes. Yeah, I was Obviously, like, you're going in the snow, realistic for you. Uh, no, I'm not about that. I want to be it's able like to run around and shoot things. Thank you very much. Realistic life simulator. Yeah, no, I'm good. I used to play Call of Duty, but I had to stop because it was affecting my like day-to-day emotions so oh. negatively. I can't do it anymore. Um, I have been a pl- very angry person all the time. Oh, I have been playing a lot of Hitman lately. Okay, which is I've always enjoyed uh, from the from the first games. Just nice stealth, flexible action. Yeah, what else have you been up to, Matt? Oh, I think we went over Matt already. You've been been making ginger paste and uh, playing Hitman. Yeah, well, and we've been playing like a board game or two a night. Um, So we're working through my backlog of games. Um, (laughs) I got into board games during the quarantine. That's what I did. Oh, man. And bought all these games, which isn't true. I've been into board games for a long time. But yeah, I've got a lot of games and a lot I haven't played. So... We're slowly whittling that number down, and then I'm buying more games and getting that number back up. Hmm. It's very. Uh, should we move into RSL stuff? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Kyle had a. Not talk about how much of a nerd he is anymore. Yeah. No, I don't mind. Kyle had a question about German stuff. Do you want? I have a lot of questions. I'll oh, ask it uh, later, but let's yeah. let's start with RSL stuff because yeah, that that'll be in our in segment three. Talk to uh, Jake about things. That's mm. segment three point A. Um, Sorry, I didn't get yeah. the agenda. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, it's, it's that's fine. why I read it out when we started. Mm. Yeah. Um, also, oh, sorry. So the last time we recorded was with Jason, and uh, we had just I think it was the day of or day after or maybe a couple of days after. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know time. Of, like yeah, I meant in relation to the town halls that Andy was doing. Yeah, it's oh. just a few days after. So I need to drink I, more. I was having a hard time. So I, Jason, I joined. I joined like halfway through you ranting in the like the afternoon one, 
And then I joined the later one, which is when I talked to Andy. And that was the same one that Jason joined. And Jason set his Zoom picture to the Deloitte smoking a cigar mm-hmm. <laughs> picture. And Andy wasn't happy about that. But what I, I didn't get to that. hear, I didn't get to hear what you were talking about him with. So I'm curious what you, oh, what, what your conversation was with him. All right. So this is nothing's the first changed light. since then. Like it's no, all the but, same. Well, there's some stuff that came out today, but. Um, nice. Oh, good. There's. Then let's move into notes and news. Hey. <laughs> so, Andy, I wasn't going to say anything. I wasn't even supposed to be on that call. I wasn't going to say a word. I was doing great. I was actually, do you, who knows our good friend, Patrick? Does everybody remember Patrick? I know, of, I think I met Patrick once. Matt knows Patrick. Oh yeah. I don't know Patrick. So Patrick is an, an old friend. I've known him for probably 10 years. We, we don't talk a lot anymore. He deleted all of his social media because it was pretty toxic for him. Uh, he, and that's it, like, he told me that. I was like, oh, okay, good. I'm glad you did that because yeah, that was, you were crazy on there. Um, so he and I fight all the time. We used to fight about soccer regularly, but we would always, it was always like fun banter. Anyways, he texts me. He was so mad. He's like, dude, I got to get in one of these calls. I'm pissed. All right, dude, like, I'll get you a link. So I got him a link and then I got in with him and we were just texting back and forth and he, Andy said something about Sam Stachel and I, I really, really? yeah. So I love Sam. If if you don't know who Sam is, Sam was uh, a director of media for matter manager of media for RSL five years ago. Um, He now writes for the athletic. He's written for MLSsoccer.com. He does a podcast. The podcast is really good. Allocation um, disorder is the podcast. Yep. And he he's genuinely one of the best people that has ever worked for RSL. Period. Um, he left because he his fiance, who he was living apart from at the time, got a really cool job offer in Chicago to be on the news, and he wanted to go support her career. So he left RSL to go support her career and started freelance writing. So Andy goes, uh, Somebody brought up the comment of why, you know, people are mad about you laying off uh, or furloughing employees. And Andy goes, well, you know, I really think it's just that article wasn't really fair. And it was written by a disgruntled former employee. Oh my gosh, and, and I, th- that was my like, uh, I can't swear. I, yeah him talking about the media is what set me off in the later one i didn't hear that's what you were responding to but yeah. he said the exact same thing in the call that we were in because he was like he didn't say specifically a disgruntled employee but he blamed the media for basically yeah. why they looked stupid he did it in every call and like i kind of knew he was going to do that but when he specifically said sam i i was like Andy, i'm going to stop you right there i i interrupted him and i was like that you know that's not fair Sam wrote a really good article and to, to discredit what he wrote simply because you say he's a disgruntled former employee is disrespectful. It's uncalled for and it's disrespectful. And I was like, Oh, and by the way, this is Jake Simon. Like I, <laughs> and, and then it became like, I felt really bad because for 20 minutes I yelled at Andy and I, I actually said at one point, I was like, I'm, I don't want to take over this whole call. But I, he's like, I'd love to talk to you. And I said, you have my number. You can call me anytime you want. Like, let's talk. 
And then he called me and I, I ignored it because I just don't give a, I just don't care. Um, but like I, my biggest frustration with the whole, the whole thing was, I don't know. I could talk about this forever, but, uh, talk about it forever. That's why, that's why you're here. So the, the main, one of the main problems I have with the whole thing, like if you take away the fact that they just furloughed people and are still charging everyone up until today for their season tickets. Um, That's item one in notes and news. Yeah. Um, They're no longer charging for season tickets right now. Bless them. Uh, I think that there's this, this superiority complex that Deloy Hansen has. And it's, and I think that the club generally has to toe that line. Um, You know, most of what Andy said on that call was a, a wash, rinse, repeat of, Deloitte's invested so much money in the club and yep. he's planning on investing another 13 million this year. I, I just don't think you get to be the hero or play the hero when it actually comes down to it and you haven't, you, you have to make a choice and you choose to be the villain. Like, I, I don't think that you get to lean on all of the good things that you have done for the club. When, when it gets tough, you throw all of the, like you throw the club out the window and it, I, I, you can argue about the numbers. I called Andy on the five hundred thousand dollar thing. I said, if you laid off fifty thousand employees at a total cost of five hundred or fifty employees ish at a cost of around five hundred thousand dollars for the next couple of months, you're telling me that Deloitte can't add another five hundred thousand to his thirteen million investment this year, and or couldn't reallocate some of those funds? Like, I want to know what other things were discussed in order to keep all of those people employed. What other things had you already done? What other substantial cuts had you already made to keep those 40 to 50 people employed? Like you didn't even, you didn't even ask us for donations. You didn't sell a t-shirt. You didn't, there's so many other options here and you for, you didn't even, you didn't even ask. Like I, that same day or two days later, I think my company announced pay cuts. Everybody in the company took a pay cut. The, before he the CEO announced that everybody in the company was going to take a pay cut, he told everybody he wasn't going to take a salary for the next four months. Now, does he need to take salary for the next four months? Probably not. But at the same time, that gesture goes a really long way. Yeah. And also the whole rollout of how this all happened was so bad. Like, oh, yeah. first, like historically when, bad. When you broke the first one and then they <laughs> rolled it back and then a week later they do it again. And then they tell them like seconds before the uh, um, press release went out. I mean, like, the goal is to just not get it to leak. Right. That was their only goal in that. Did and I tell you what they told what they told me? They called oh, me. Yeah. They, they called me after they called off the first furlough. And said, "We just wanted you to know that this was not because of you. That was specific. they. They're like this. We want oh. you to know that this has nothing to do with your tweets. Cool. That's usually what I tell <laughs> people when that, I, something uh, isn't related. I think Andy said something like that in our town hall too. Like he was like, this was not in response to anything that was heard on social media. Specifically, um, social media rumors is what he said. Yeah, yeah social media rumors." <laughs> Oh, that rules, dude. I love that. That was awesome. But yeah, that's that. Okay, so in that same call that you were on, um, Miles, we talked about this last week, but Miles got him so good. (laughs) Oh, man. I was really really appreciative of Miles coming in after I tapped out. 
Cause we're all yes. slashed. Let, let, let's just paint the picture. Like I'm, I'm in there yelling at Andy and we're all on Slack. Like everybody's like, Oh my God, Jake. And then I, I, ta- know, I, ta- I tapped out and miles is like, I'm in <laughs> here. I, go. I know dude, that ruled. That was seriously so oh, good. Man. Was slack. Sad, should, we, work should, should we talk about the slack or should we not talk about the slack? Let's I was not. thinking, cause I don't think we've ever, okay, it's, we can yeah. keep it. It exists. Sorry. It's a place that uh, some of us. We've tweeted about it a lot. Communicate. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm grateful for it. Cause that's how I know all of you as well as I do. So yeah. it makes it wow. fun. True. It does. I miss lunches. We all we, we used to go to lunch. Do you remember that? Remember when yeah. we would have lunches that we could go outside and eat together? Wow. The one, the ones I would bail on all the time. That is yeah. true. Even though we uh, were working in the same building. No, no, no. Oh. I always went. I always went when I worked at KSL. Do you remember yeah. how I almost worked in that same building with you guys? And then oh, that... you're making me sad again, Kyle. Sorry. Do you, do you remember how I, Matt and I basically got Ty a job there, and then I quit? Matt, Ooh. yes. Matt hates when I talk about this. He gets so sad. I'm just sad. But I almost okay. worked. Jake got me in the door, in the product door, and then left while I was interviewing. <laughs> you, know what, then, you know what's crazy, though, dude? Like, which is I, fine. Like, I get it. I should have just told you. Like, it's, it, I, I actually have thought several times if things had been different there, specifically in the leadership and the product team, you would have gotten a job and then I would have stayed. Hey, that's, that's cute. I would have liked that. Oh. Honestly, it worked out okay for me. Cause I think, I think my, yeah. what happened after that at my current work worked out well. So yeah. yeah. Remember, okay. remember when we went to Buffalo wild wings and talked about your career? Trolley wing coat. J- yeah, tro- trolley, yes. that one. I was going to say Buffalo. Jake and I, so yes, Matt's my father and Jake is my uncle and we had a nice oh, cool. like uncle talk. <laughs> Jake, are we on the same side of the family there, do you think? Probably not. Okay. You're yeah, you're on opposite sides. Okay. Jake's more like my my mom's brother and Okay. Matt, you're just like my father. Cool. <laughs> so uh Sorry what's for being what's, such a bad dad? You've you've done so well. You've done so well. Um uh, Jake, uh, I was talking to Benny. I was talking to Benny Failhaber. <laughs> oh, man, can I? So I spent more time preparing for that podcast than I think I've spent preparing for any podcast that I've ever done. And I had all these things like suggestions from you guys that I wanted to talk about. We had we had teed up a couple of like the hot moments between Benny and RSL fans. Like when he said explicitly that, well, he, like just the club itself, he said that he hated us or whatever. Yeah. Well, it was also, there were little moments throughout where there have been opportunities and Benny has taken them to talk trash against RSL fans. Uh-huh. Um, Still bitter about him. All of them. It's, I, I, I am too, but I'm telling you right now, so nice. I'm pro Benny. He was so nice. And even one of the questions that Miles suggested, we we asked him, uh, would you play would you commit to another year if at RSL, if you knew that it meant you would win MLS Cup? And he's like, Yeah. I was like, What? Are you kidding? Dude, hell yeah. That rules. And he I was like, both Mitch and I were like, uh, 
we were not ready for that. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say now because I was in a position to be like, oh, come on, man. Like, you wouldn't play one more year. He's like, yeah, definitely. I, of course I would. He's like, the only thing, the reason I play is to win. And of course I would take, if it guaranteed me an MLS Cup, of course I would play on that team. Isn't that, that's that, called reverse Carl Maloning. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I think in a, a lot of ways, ooh, uh, I think <laughs> in a lot of ways that describes, I, if you look at Benny Failhaber, it's reminiscent of Kyle before Kyle came to RSL. Kyle is known as that guy that was a bruiser. He he's a shit talker. He's gonna get in your face. At Colorado, we hated him, and then he comes to RSL and it, like immediately becomes a fan favorite. And I I have long thought that if Benny Failhaber and I would say like oh I never want him on the team, but if the if RSL had gone for him and he had joined the team, I would have been in his corner a million percent, dude. No I was on record. So when we switched away from the from the diamond, I was on record saying I will hope we get Benny Benny Failhopper to play next to Kyle Beckerman, and I tried so hard to speak that into existence and got so much shit for that because everyone hated him, and I get it. Yeah, but it was just that goal against Mexico, <laughs> just for some reason, and it's the national team, and I know a lot of you know it's whatever. There's something about Benny that I've just like he's the you can tell he's the type of guy that you hate to play against, but you would love to have on your team. Yep. That's how everyone feels about Kyle, and you know, like you see that from every other fan base the way they feel about Kyle, even Nick to an extent. But uh, yeah, dude, well, I would have loved to have Benny like four years ago. Oh, for sure. And yeah. one of the, one of the really interesting things I think was picking apart the Kyle Benny dynamic. Yeah, and I had been told by a couple of people that they actually got in a fight, like a full on yeah uh, fisticuffs at a national. Yeah, it was game. reported, I, I believe. Yeah, and it it I I can see it in my head now talking to him about it. It's that moment where Kyle goes in really hard in a in a into a tackle in training, and they both stand up and they're like face to face and they're spewing things at each other but what what benny said about it struck me as like i don't think kyle's the kind of guy to to i've never actually seen him in a game make a tackle that i would consider like a he was attempting to hurt someone so i i have a really hard time saying like okay benny i believe that kyle came in on a tackle high and tried to blow your knee out you know, this, so I want. I actually, I'm trying really hard to get Kyle on the show, um, <laughs> which is never going to happen. Like, yeah. it's just Why? Never, it's never going to happen. He doesn't do media. Regardless. He doesn't do media ever. Yeah, like I thought just when he feels obligated or is obligated to. Yeah, I thought with it being um, Corona season, he would be uh, all about it. Nope, turns out not so much. So we'll see what happens. He seems like a man who has his hobbies, so I get it. Dude, why don't you bring Nick on? Uh, we've talked about it. You should. I actually Dude. worry uh, that Nick, every time I talk to Nick, I'm like, oh my God, has he heard some of the shit we've talked about him on the podcast? Honestly, <laughs> whatever, man. Um, but, but his girlfriend listens every pod, used oh. to at least. So I don't know mm. if she has communicated to him that we were all like, oh, it's time for him to retire. Um, 
that's just part of being an athlete, I feel like. I mean, <clears throat> and everyone knows that's going to happen towards the end of your career, right? Like, that's just, like, what it is. There's going to be people asking or saying that you should be yeah. retiring. Um, unless you're you Luke should, Mulholland. Unless you're Luke Mulholland. You should bring Bofo back, see how he's doing. I'm sure he's... <laughs> Uh, I was just telling Jake to do all the things that like we would also like to do. Dude, I love, uh, yeah, uh, I love. It takes a lot of work. We're not going to interview Benny Failhaber, but we'll talk no. to you about interviewing Bail, Benny yeah. Failhaber. We take the second say, tier of our. Although we interviews. did talk to Robbie Russell, which was That's like true. weirdly high. That is that is a really cool interview. Um, I I, I really like that guy. Yeah, super nice. I really liked the Bofo interview. I will never, never, ever, ever have him on the podcast Dude, ever again. That, that interview oh. was super good because it was like at the perfect time of like yeah. when he was, I mean, you know, but uh, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that dude is, he, he went on that one guy, he went on Transfers MLS's podcast, which I didn't even know he had a podcast. <laughs> oh boy. He, he should not have a podcast. I... I heard from several people after that podcast that Bofo treated the staff at the club like garbage. So I'm out. Dude, it's so hard to pick. Yeah. Don't he can say whatever he wants about like about uh Craig or Mike or whatever. But like why would you like just to regular staff, like why would you Yeah. Why? Have you guys heard the story about him and uh Danny Acosta? I Dude, tell have. I've heard that there are stories. Tell Matt, it. Tell it. That's all you want to tell it, Matt, or should oh, I? Oh, no, no. You should tell, Jake. I think so, I heard from you, so. You so know. Danny and Bofo went out on the on the town one night and racked up a tab of about five grand. <laughs> and, uh, and these are players making, what, eighty to $100,000 a year. They're not, they're not think, making the sort of money where you can afford to take in a $5,000 tab regularly. No, no, no. So they're at the bar, five thousand dollar tab. Call Matt Mo- or call the club. Call Matt Montgomery. Uh, yeah, I, I'd say. Uh, yeah. I can lend you a couple board games if you want to play a game with them. <laughs> no, legitimately, they were trying to get the club to cover the five thousand dollar bar tab. Dude, and and it, it, can you just imagine like a twenty a twenty two year old and a twenty three year old calling? someone at the club and being like hey guys so we're out they call at the bar they yeah. had to call cash right? yeah they called yeah. yeah dude that's so <laughs> funny that's so embarrassing just absolute children no, that was just, why it but, was so hard to like parse through like the mike and danny beef and bofo too it's because literally all all three of them are so immature and obnoxious that like I could, well i didn't oh, i didn't know that you are Oh, go on, Jake. Oh, I didn't know that Bofo had put out the thing about, or this was after. After he was on the RSL show, he was on the MLS Rumors Dudes podcast or transfers or whatever. <laughs> and he said the thing about stealing tickets. Yes, from lockers, right. right? So the real story there, and this is verified by several people, Bofo got blamed by the person who actually stole the tickets out of someone else's locker. So if you guys don't know this, but pre-game, all the players get tickets put in their locker. Yeah. And those tickets, they'll walk them over to Will Call, and they'll say, like, these are for so-and-so, right? Um, someone stole tickets out of another player's locker, and I forget exactly who, and then used them. And the team tracks 
who was given what seats. Yeah, Obviously. That's easy. So like, yeah, so they're like, go to the seats that were stolen, and they're like, who gave you these tickets? So they go, and it was Danny Acosta. So they pull, <laughs> they pull Danny Acosta aside, and they're like, dude, uh, why did you steal these tickets? He's like, I didn't steal them. Bofo stole them. Oh, yeah. And like, and then Bofo and Danny had this thing where it's like the club was trying to get us in trouble and said we stole these tickets. No, Bofo, your best friend stole those tickets and then blamed you. your ass for stealing them. <laughs> like, and you're over here like complaining in a public podcast about how the team thought you were a thief. Nah, I mean, Mike Petke was an asshole, but your yeah. buddy threw you under the bus. That's the first time I've told that story. Dude, all of those parties involved great. where we were having to choose between Danny, Mike, Craig, and Deloy Hansen and Andy Carroll, and we're like trying to de- determine whose team we're on was so insane. I was so, just, was that last year? Was that 2019? That, that, what a no, year that was. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Uh, I thought that year was crazy. Yeah. I've had some time to talk with uh, Craig and another guy. Have you really? Yeah, another guy named Rob. That's Craig. Craig is really good. Um, He's very busy. What's he doing? uh, He's doing a little bit of work for Austria stuff. Oh, is he really? Yeah. He's your coworker. Consulting across a couple of other projects. But we also have a guy who used to be Andy Carroll's best friend oh. involved in Austria, a guy named Rob, Ca- yeah, Rob Castellanos. He sold sponsorships for RSL for a bunch of years. I've heard that. Um, and man, story time gets fun on Friday mornings. Boy. Okay. All right. I bet. That, so that's a, that's a good segue. You should tell us about Austria because it seems like you're kind of forming the anti-RSL right now. Uh, I think we're trying to rebuild what RSL was six years ago. I think, yeah, I think so yeah, really the anti of what it currently is. Yeah. So yeah. where do you, where I was, so a year and a year and change ago, Trey. Well, okay. Uh, yeah. So beginning about, like the, this yeah. club just came out of nowhere, but it's a club that existed, but it like, so tell us about the club. Yeah. So in general, ten, and, I don't know very much. Yeah, 10 years ago, um, these guys in a little town called Selfelden, Austria, merged two clubs uh, in the third division into FC Pinskau. Um, FC Pinskau has promoted up to the third division in that time and then kind of bounced around between like almost getting relegated and mid-ish table. Um this guy named Mark Siosiola, who was an RSL fan, uh, season ticket holder, lived in lived up north, Davis County. Um, he's a serial entrepreneur, kind of this guy that just starts a business, runs it for a couple of years, sells it kind of thing. Um, he had this idea, this question of why fans only get to see so much and why fans can't benefit financially from club success and why fans aren't leveraged more to help define the direction of a club. Um, So he started kind of just investigating what it would take to buy a soccer team. Uh, Obviously MLS three to 500 million kind of depending, you know, Um, turns out a million. They'll take that too. Yeah, it turns yeah. out it, it's actually cheaper to buy a club in the Premier League in England than it is to buy an MLS club. Really? Okay. 
Like you could, I mean, look at what they're buying Newcastle for right now. And Newcastle's not a premier team, but you could buy a team in in the in the premier. How much are they selling Newcastle for? I think it's like 125. Wow, and we know they're, they're Deloitte wants three to four hundred for RSL, right? Yeah, four forty, four fifty. Yikes! Okay. So, so one factor there, of course, is that uh, they're they're going to have different debt structures, right? Yep. They're going to be responsible for things that Real Salt like isn't, right? Like player costs and. Yeah, it's it's a completely different model, right? It, yeah. It, it's entirely different model, but what Mark did was start to go look for where you could buy a lower league team for cheap and then promote towards uh, specifically towards playing in your, in Europe. Right. So anything in the UEFA champions league or Europa league Um, through his research, he found that Austria has the, it's called the UEFA coefficient has a really good UEFA coefficient that, that indicates that it is easier in Austria to get into a European tournament than in most other countries. Um, what that nets out to is that it's a 10 team league, no 12 team league in the first division. And six of those teams have a shot at playing in Europe. So it is 50% chance uh, of potentially playing in Europe once you're in the first division. Um, so he went over there, he started looking at teams um, he had conversations with a couple, one team was interested. Um, Austria works really similarly to Germany in that, uh, the community owns 51% of the clubs. So, uh, when they went in and bought the team, they bought 49%. Um, they own that 49% with three Austrian owners. So it's, um, the three Austrian o- owners, Christian Herzog, and I forget the other two because I've never spoken with them. Uh, and then Trey Fitzgerald, Mark Siosiola, and Steve Paris. So um, they bought the team July of last year. But before that, um, Trey had kind of told me that he had been introduced to some guys with a pretty crazy idea. And he was, you know, he had been let go at RSL and was kind of looking for his next deal. And, um, Thought more things to be sad about, yeah, and then uh, got a hold of their Twitter account, and uh, and that Trey language just really the just the it felt like old school RSL tweets where um, super Homer ish, of course, but there's just some about a Trey tweet that it's its own specific kind of language that, yeah. like, as soon as those tweets, all of a sudden there's this team in Austria that's like super into reaching out to the RSL community. I'm like. <laughs> Something's going on yeah, here what, a little bit. What's up, Trey? And then we loaned like four players over there, and I was like, "Huh, uh, yeah." The punctuation. Trey really gets it himself is. away on the punctuation. Also, Trey sometimes he retweets stuff from the wrong account. Still, I know he does. He does that. Yeah, we we, <laughs> we have we have recently bought in on a social media management platform, is, so uh, it's it's got to be cleaner. Yeah, anyway, so, you know, we he started getting involved. There were some deals done with RSL. Um, four players were loaned, brought in three more from the U.S., former USL players. And the idea is kind of uh, bring over players who maybe aren't getting as much time as they would like to at the USL level um, and really aggressively pursue promotion. Um, so I think we're 
uh, we were heading in the right direction in the fall and then coronavirus happened in the spring. We had a, a couple of snags to, in order to promote the stadium has to meet certain requirements. And we, so we have to add some lighting um, for night games and then that all got stuck in China. The lights, the manufacturing were all happening in China. Uh, not the best place to be manufacturing stuff in March of this year. Just FYI. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. So now it's kind of a question of whether or not the OFB, the league there is going to do anything about that. Uh, two teams in the second division filed for promotion today into the first division mm-hmm. and are threatening legal action if they don't get promoted. Uh, and they're saying basically that well, the league is saying, or the Federation is saying that because the season never finished, it's void. Unlike other leagues where, you know, you saw in, in France today, uh, Belgium, has, yeah, Belgium yeah. has done it recently with club Bruges. There are rumors circulating that Liverpool will be crowned champions. No. So the question becomes, will UEFA step in and basically say every team that was in a position to promote and had applied to promote now gets to promote and you just play with two extra teams next year or whatever it is. So we're waiting to see what will happen. I sincerely doubt that it's going to turn into that. Um the Austrian Bundesliga has said that they want to finish the season. There's only two games left um, for, for the first division. Um, no, excuse me, nine games left for the first division. But Lask, a team that promoted from the second division last year, is in first place right now, beating Red Bull Salzburg. So there's, there's some interesting storylines. It's been really fun. Um, it's a, it's a, different project it's very audacious um but we've had a really cool turnout so far uh, especially from rsl fans so thanks to people who've invested um now we just have to work on delivering the kind of experience that uh we would all want as fans to people who've given us their money nice so what specifically yeah. is your involvement in this take i understand you talk a lot about the other owners and people that have bought into it. What's your specific involvement with this? So I'm trying to sort out our digital side of things. Um, I, it's really complex. Um, we have a lot of systems that we need to bring together in one unified platform around uh, owner engagement. So the whole premise of this is if you buy shares, we're going to give you all the access you've ever wanted to a professional football club. Like uh, talk to the coach, talk to the owners, talk to players, talk to staff. We're going to do shareholder meetings. We're going to do um, special content that is behind login, all of that. And we're trying to make that as seamless as possible. So right now I'm the director of product and shareholder experience um, trying to create that experience and then identify and build or buy the tools that we think will help us deliver that experience. Um, there's a lot there. Uh, but what we're really hoping is that we can provide access to a team, uh, in real time, like you would see on a Sunderland till I die. 
right? So that we like uh, the all in shows on Amazon Prime, Sunderland Till I Die, some of the other documentaries that you've seen about professional football clubs. We want you to feel like you're taping, you're involved in the taping of one of those documentaries. So, you know, we're going to, we're going to have zoom calls with Christian Zige, who has won a world cup and is our head coach. We're going to have like, that's probably happening for the first time in two weeks with everybody who's purchased shares, um, direct access to founders, direct access to owners, uh, creating a really cool owner community where people can, you know, go and meet each other to watch a game on a Sunday or Saturday morning. Um, we're trying to organize owner meetups in Austria. So groups of people going to Austria to go to games. Um, and right now it's mostly identifying what a lot of those things are and then figuring out how to deliver those experiences through technology. Man, it's too bad the city uh, the club's in is so freaking ugly. Or else, know, you know, terrible, be, right? JK, guys, it's super sick. Yeah. Um, I say this oh. as someone who likes mountains. Yeah. That's cool. So Trey has often described it as a park city with like 20 or 30 other park cities within an hour drive. Um, <laughs> there's, there's 18 world-class ski resorts. Um, really close by there's um, you know, you're two hours from Salzburg, four hours from Vienna, four hours from Munich, three hours from Italy. It's just, you're right smack dab in the middle of everything. And um, like more than that, it's just gorgeous scenery everywhere. When you are look. you going for your first time? Trying for July, but All right. good luck. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see how, you know, Corona shakes yeah. out. But um, I started looking at flights today and just out of curiosity. Oh, my gosh. Allie. So Allie yeah. gets these Miss to Mrs. boxes because we're getting married. And she oh. does these unboxing things. And she just came down and she's wearing little slippers and she's got a face mask she's going to do from her box today and she's very excited that um, yeah no we're we're really hoping that austria um opens the borders the austrian federation hopes to have the fall season start in july uh, probably behind closed doors they're being very cautious uh, some of the first division teams started training this last week there were some controversies because they weren't supposed to allow media and two of the teams were like shooting live streams from the training ground. Uh, so that was not good. Um, but overall, I think it's um, we're seeing some really po positive signs in Austria that the fall season will, will play uh, will play out. And then the goal is for Trey, our biz dev guy, and myself to get over there as soon as possible. That's fantastic. And then, and then Allie and I are very seriously discussing moving. So we'll see. Um, I did have a question about one of you know, the perks you get from this. Yeah. Um, is one of them that the coach will harass you on Twitter? Because I, <laughs> I, mean, I would love so to go back I, to that experience. I had the opportunity to speak with Christian for the first time on Sunday. Um, he is in like off when we weren't recording hilarious, 
so funny, such a shit talker, and so nice. Like so nice. Oh, that's great. But he is very German. Like, like uh very to the point, brutal. Uh and I I really like him a lot. So I think if I asked him to he would give you shit just for fun. I don't think he would ever mean it. Like I really, oh. I, don't, I think if he invited you over for Thanksgiving, he would mean that. <laughs> like, oh, that's very sweet. Yeah. I'm, I don't think we'll Mike ever. Yeah. I, I think Mike took one too many lessons from Jose Mourinho a little <laughs> too seriously. Like I'm sure yeah. he, he watches Jose's masterclass and, does he have a master class? No, I wish he did though. That would be oh. fun. Dude, um, I wonder if that whole yeah, I don't know. I feel like he, he having a coach Thierry Henry like at at Red Bulls, it seemed like that must have just done something weird to his brain where he like was looking to get more experience from or just inspiration from people like Mourinho. And damn, what a mistake that was. Yeah, I, I've i heard from several people at Red Bulls that he was just as big of a nightmare there. It just wasn't wasn't ever really made public. And he... He didn't have a Twitter account back then, I yeah, assume. He basically has a shelf life of about a season and a half before... Dude, that's, that's Mourinho. Explodes. Yeah. So I, I think there's a lot there. I've heard he's a really nice guy if you're on his good side, but, <laughs> but he has an anger problem and he, yeah. he knows that his wife has told him that. And you heard little things from Mike about how, you know, his wife was the one who reined him in and his wife, yes, calm and all that stuff. but the it first is time he, legit. he got in trouble. He said that my wife got like, and then he, like every time he got fined, he would talk about how his wife was really mad at him or whatever. Yeah. So, so she, much so that he had to take his whole family on a African vacation for months to make up for it. <laughs> um, I just wanted to bring us to that point in the podcast where we look to see if Mike Pecky has liked what anything Mike new. I wasn't going to mention anything, but I did do that, and he hasn't liked anything since last yeah. week. So, so no, so no worries. Yeah, it was amazing, dude. I love. I We're love very professional. Mike Pecky. I I would pay a lot of money to get Mike Pecky on the RSL show. I really would. Like I I think it would be really fun. Because Is he back in I, Jersey, I assume. Yeah, I just think it would be Benny Fellhaber actually mentioned he's like I really want to get Mike on the BSI show and I was like good luck. <laughs> like yeah. come on. You know. It's probably under a gag order, I'm sure. Yeah, especially with the oh, yeah. the settlement, but yeah. yeah, I'm sure there was an NDA involved positive Trevor as our resident uh law expert do you have anything yeah. to add here no oh no I'm... you know what I hear RSL's really good at though NDAs <laughs> oh, really yeah. good at NDAs yeah I uh mm. I played indoor it, it... soccer with a guy who was an attorney for Deloitte Hansen not like oh. like he worked for a firm that Deloitte used for business deals and negotiate like they drew up financial contracts and agreements for him and yeah i would imagine the rsl is very good at ndas i've heard from several people who are under ndas that they are very good at ndas (laughs) and and i just i just mean they they tell me they can't talk to me because they have an nda or they can't talk about a certain Mm. thing because they have an nda 
Yeah. Have you been in meetings with any of those people? You don't have to answer that question, but uh, yeah, that's all. Um, Actually, it's probably a pretty open secret that given the the terms of Craig Weibel's departure and the nice things he had to say about the club on his way out the door, that he was probably under some sort of non-disclosure agreement of some variety. Yeah, no, I think that's... You don't have to confirm or deny that. No, he and I... Just not if you... If yes. He's never mentioned it to me. Uh, Other former coaches from Real Salt Lake or the Monarchs have 100%. Hmm. Do you talk to Jeff Kassar often then? Yeah. (laughs) All the time. We used to be drinking buddies. You and uh, everyone else, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Have I told you guys about the first time I met Jeff Kassar? No. No. Let's hear it. Oh my God. Story time with Jake continues. So we went, we went to an, a galaxy away game. It was, Oh, Trevor, this was was that trip. trip? Yes, this was that trip. (laughs) Trevor and I went to an LA galaxy away game. We went and saw LA RSL. It was the famous, uh, Fabian Espindola cojones game. And then the next day we stayed to watch Chicago play Chivas because Lavelle Palmer was there. So after the LA game, we went to the team hotel and did you come to the team hotel with us, Trev? I didn't. I think that was, was that... yeah, no, I don't think I did. I don't remember what yeah, I was so, up to, but I didn't. So we went to the team hotel and we're hanging out. We're talking with Dunny. We're talking with, uh, K dog and a couple other people. Oh my God. K dog. <laughs> and, uh, out comes Jeff Kassar. And it, it was like two hours after the game, whatever toasted already gone. And like so tan and sweaty, and he had on a, sh- a button up shirt that was unbuttoned Gold like chain. five Gold five chain. buttons down. No, just sweat Damn and chest it. hair. And he walks over and he like sits down at the table. He's like, he's like, hey guys, hey, 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 all right, um, uh, who's buying this round? <laughs> like, we're okay, straight to uh, business, yeah, just right to business. One hilarious, super nice guy. But like a a guy I would drink with, a guy I definitely didn't want coaching my soccer team. Um, uh, that, that trip, legendary, and I'm not going to say why. Trevor knows, legendary. There's like Wait four reasons it. why that trip. Oh, was legendary. so good. One of like probably top three or four trips of my life. Me, Jason, Trevor, and Bean. In LA. Oh, and with, Alex. With, oh, and Alex. Bean's friend Alex with Lavelle Palmer for like 36 hours. Whew. Whew. Wait, was that when Lavelle Palmer was on RSL? No, no he just, he was he playing just with Chicago. moved to Chicago. Oh, okay, okay. They yeah. were playing Chivas in LA like the next gotcha, day. Gotcha. Oh, okay. That's why we, he was there. Yeah, we realized it, that was happening after we'd already planned the trip. And Lavelle was like, oh, I'll get you guys tickets if you want to go. Yeah, <laughs> so we went to RSL Saturday night, and then Sunday afternoon we went to Chivas and Chicago. It was great. Yeah, it's one of my I forgot. Great yeah. Jason, I, Jason got dude, so hammered <laughs> at this bar. I'll tell you one of the stories. So yes. we ended up going to this place on Manhattan Beach. Lots of shenanigans. Uh, like half seven of seven places on yeah, in Manhattan. Half Beach. of the Chicago team was there. So like uh, Kyle Rainish was there. Uh, Cause he was on Chicago at the time. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. and so like we get in there and uh, at, as we were leaving, we're like, where's Jason? 
and he comes <laughs> around the corner and he's just wearing his undershirt. We're like, Jason, where's your shirt? He'd been wearing a Dortmund jersey. And oh, he's, yeah, like, yeah. he's like, Bobby Boswell's sure. brother was back there and I gave him my shirt. Let's go, guys. He had, <laughs> he had given this random dude who was apparently Bobby Boswell's little brother. Oh, Bobby Burling. Bobby Burling. Sorry, Bobby Burling. Bobby Even better. Little brother. Bobby Burling's little brother. He had <laughs> taken his Dortmund jersey off and just handed it to this dude in like an alleyway on the beach and then was like, we're good. So like Trevor goes back and it's, he's like, Hey dude, like my, he's really drunk. Like, cause Trevor was driving. It's like, he's really drunk. Like, can I just get the shirt back? And Trevor comes back around the corner, the, the Dortmund Jersey in hand. And Jason's just like, Oh man, I really wanted him to have that. I wanted Bobby Burling's brother to have that. Yeah. Jason was so sad that I he's gave him the so sad. That you got I mean, his jersey back. Amazing. Yeah, when I went and talked to the guy, like, I found him. Because we had, like, talked to him for, like, a minute. Like, two hours before or something. So I knew who I was looking for. Went and found him. And I was like, hey, uh, my buddy's really drunk. Can I have his jersey back? And he's like, yeah, uh, of course you can have it back. I don't want this. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm really sorry. Sorry for bugging you. <laughs> oh, man, that whole trip. Oh, my God. We got a flat tire the next day. And then Snow. <laughs> Go talk to my boy Snow. Trevor had to come pick us up from this shady tire place in South Central. It was so bad. We went to Walmart to get a tire for Alex's car. And the guy's like, I don't have him here, but let me call my guy. Can I use your phone? So Alex <laughs> gives this random guy at, at the Walmart tire center, his phone. He calls this guy. He's like, snow. Hey, snowman. <laughs> I got and we go to this house and it's just a house. But it's got like four bays for tire changes on it. Not joking. And he bought he bought four new tires. And we're like, Trevor, you gotta come get us, dude. Like this is super sketchy. And we just left Alex there. We're like, we'll see you later. <laughs> this place that we rolled up to, like it had like stacks of tires all over the place. A couple oh. of cars just like in the driveway, like half taken apart. There's like a transmission or two just sitting around there. And it, yeah, it was literally like this guy's yard. It was really funny. I hope people hear this and think, wow, I should never drink alcohol. We ever. were totally sober at that point. Oh, yeah, that day we were, that was like that day we were totally more. sober. Yeah. All right. We, Mainly the shirt giving away, I suppose. Yeah. We also introduced Trevor to Alex's warehouse loft. Oh yeah, uh, heard stories about this and loft. and Trevor was like, "I'm not doing this, guys. I'm going back to my aunt's house." <laughs> He's like, "I'm out of here." <laughs> Is, isn't that where you guys like spent the night? Was inside that warehouse? Yeah, dude. We <laughs> so Alex is an artist. His uncle is actually a very famous sculptor, known for. Uh, is it Rodan? No, he's he's uh, he does like pop up art installations that are uh, questionable. So he did a giant Christmas tree in Paris and it wasn't a Christmas tree. I'm just going to leave it there. Um, And it was something else. It was a, it was uh, you said sex position. So it was a sex toy. It's true. Yeah. Um, Anyways. So Alex had this big warehouse because he was going to art school and helping his uncle with art installations. And it was on skid row. Like it was a, half a block from Skid Row in South in South LA, uh, right by the sixth street bridge. If anybody has watched, uh, 
there's a really, really cool documentary about a tattoo artist and a, a photographer on Netflix about LA. It's called LA mm-hmm. Stories or something like that. It's really good. It's right in that area. That night we went and <laughs> this this involved alcohol. We walked <laughs> down a, a flood release like uh, channel from the LA River. Uh, underground. The scariest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, underground into the LA River basin. And just, it was hilarious. And then we go back to the um, loft and I slept on a, a couch that had more bodily fluid on it than it had a uh, cushion. Mm. And uh, yeah. luckily there was a blanket. And just Trevor really was <laughs> like, I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> it's the second time that we've gone to stay there. And one person or the entire group has been like, yeah, I'm not doing this. I'm out of here. The first time we went with Josh and the girl he was dating at the time and Bean again, and his girlfriend, Josh's girlfriend at the time was like, nope, not doing it. So we drove to Vegas. We left LA at one in the morning and drove to Vegas because her her mom had a player's club card at the Hooters (laughs) hotel. So we ended up driving. I'm, this is a real story. We drove all oh the way to, LA my gosh. to Vegas. We ran into traffic outside of Vegas at 2.30 in the morning. Uh, so it was lots of fun. And then we got there and we stayed at Hooters for $12. That's how much it cost. Incredible. I thought I was bad. I drove to Yorba Linda, which was like 45 minutes away. I thought that was too far. We just, we just pulled the trigger. What happened was Josh's ex-girlfriend went and looked at the bathroom in Alex's place and was like, no, not doing this. Yeah. Bounce. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's Jake's story time. Thanks for letting me tell stories. Yeah. Um, So if we we go back to the outline, that probably fills section three, which is talk to Jake about things. (laughs) Um, I don't know if we finished section two, which was notes and news. Um, RSL isn't accepting uh, season ticket payments anymore, which is good. Yeah, up, about time, and and probably underlies a certain pessimism uh, that they're going through right now. And when things come back to normal, Trevor, you, you were going to pe- say something. Pessimism, I say realism, but well, yeah, ahead. I think that's fair. Um, so the question then, uh, and we probably asked this last episode, and we probably asked it the one before that. I'm sure. Uh, when do we think we're going to have uh, soccer in Salt Lake City again? With fans, right? With, uh, with or without. <clears throat> I want to hear Jake's take on this before we hear anybody else's. Oh, oh. boy. All right. I feel uh, like, um, like we legitimately answered this question thoroughly last time. So everything I that, that we did it well, but everything that I have heard would indicate that I don't think we see soccer with fans this this season. Um, that's me being a little bit pessimistic, but I, I think it's relatively accurate. Um, I would be very surprised if we saw any games before August, um, pleasantly surprised, but surprised. Um, I've heard a couple of things that the league is really trying to get things going, but they're getting a lot of pushback from states. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. And if you can't have games in a certain state, how do you have games? 
Travel is a really big question. I heard today that the NBA is looking at finishing their season at the Walt Disney World Sports Resort and just taking all the play. Like, it's just an option on the table, taking all the players to Florida, housing them, and playing all the games closed in a small gym. Um, And uh, that's where there have been MLS preseasons at at that location, right? So it's not unknown to sports. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a it's an amazing facility. Like it's really really cool. But I think if the NBA is going that direction and you're starting to hear about Major League Baseball just doing like, you know, fully chartered matches uh or excuse me, chartered travel with the games closed to fans. There's only been one game with no fans in it in the history of Major League Baseball, and it was in Baltimore years ago when there were riots. And they, oh, they, yeah. they closed the stadium to fans. So I, I think it's going to be, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if some teams start training in the next two to four weeks, I would be really shocked if all teams were training. Um, and what I mean by training is not official team trainings. I mean, getting, you can get players back into groups in certain areas starting this weekend. And I'm sure teams are going to take advantage of that. We haven't seen, like, MLS has a training moratorium until May 18th. Um, I feel like that might get pushed depending on how the next couple of weeks go. And then we'll just have to see from there. I, I really just think that it's going to keep bouncing backwards. And I, I definitely think you're four weeks out at least from whenever training opens for actual games. I think the five substitution five substitutes question is the kicker that might be the kicker there um if that gets a green light then you might see things start up a little bit earlier interesting okay so if we had to enact one rule change aside from like five substitutions this can be the the thing that we trail out on what exactly was the point of the five substitutions oh yeah let's go there first it just it just allows teams to not have to have everybody fully fit Right, so if you have five subs instead of okay. three, you you can sub out basically half of your field players, and potentially limit injuries or fatigue. The other, as, as a result of having not trained for all these months, right? Exactly. The other, yeah. the other thing there. Yep. Yeah. The other thing there is you're also going to see three games a week. There's there's no yep. way to avoid having three games a week going forward. Um, if you want the season to finish before the 2021 season starts, like there's just no way. So if you have three games every seven days, every eight days, the team is just going to be run ragged. I actually think that plays out pretty well for RSL. I think the teams who have built their roster, not top heavy will, will fare better than teams who have like, you know, three high paid DPs and a, and a young DP and, you know, basically four players on their team. Um, so it'll be interesting for sure. I think if the five, if the five sub things go through, you could start faster than a month of preseason players I've spoken with, um, have said they would prefer six weeks of preseason, maybe more because this is, officially the longest most of them have gone without playing soccer yeah probably in in, since they were young children right 
Yep. And unless they've had a serious injury, this is the most unfit most of these players will be coming into a camp. Okay, I am really excited for Fat MLS, though. Dude, this is going to be great. <laughs> fat MLS, dude. Oh, man. I wonder... It'll be like Plata that one season. Oof. Do yeah. you have um, any plans? You mentioned Major League Baseball. I'm asking everybody because I honestly don't know. Um, Major League Baseball, one of the rumors that I heard or saw on Twitter was that they were going to do like expanded rosters. So use uh, basically like cancel minor league baseball and just have like a 40 man roster for all se- instead of a 25 man roster and just do that for the whole season. Um, has MLS anybody talked about just having an expanded roster, like adding USL players? No, it'd be about to help time. Finish up the season? I hope they do. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense to have a second team and have that second team be available for selection on the first team. But I mean, yeah, if you're going to be doing that's... three games a week for however many weeks, like I feel like you have to have more than the players you have. Yeah, yeah. I think part of the problem there is the CBA CBA ramifications of that kind of a decision. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're in an interesting yeah. spot there, though, because it hasn't been ratified yet. Correct. Yeah. I just worry that you're not going to get a ratification yeah. if especially under these circumstances, if all of a sudden two things, you're asking players to take a pay cut and you're also on top of that saying, we're going to have to do a bit, a different revenue share for any shared revenue Mm. because you're splitting it between more people. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be amazing if uh, MLS players went on strike at the beginning, you know, when the season came back. Dude. I don't think it's likely, but it would be amazing. So weird. That would be the best timeline, though, to be a part of. Yeah. The start I think... of season and then strike halfway through a coronavirus season. I, yeah. I mean, I'm hearing um, the players are not super stoked about taking a pay cut, but I'm also hearing that one RSL player in particular is donating most of the money that he's making to furloughed employees. Wow. I wonder which employee so, that is. I bet I could take a guess at it. Yeah, I bet you could. Um, it's yes. Albert Roos. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> nailed it. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I, I think that you're going to get different reactions from different people. Um, it, it's just going to be an interesting year. I, I really don't, I'm being super pessimistic, but I've resigned myself to the fact that I'm not going to step foot in Rio Tinto again this year. Like, yeah, I mean, I I really don't see it happening unless some miracle happens and there's a treatment in the next six months, which isn't likely by an even like very optimistic estimates. Right. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. That was pretty much the conclusion we all came to. Um, Last pod was that we're not going to be in the stadium until 2021 at the earliest. Yeah, so here's an interesting question for you guys. Um, I I'm de- I'm seriously struggling with this right now. So this is a help Jake make oh. a decision. Oh yeah, um, therapy session. Let's do it. So I moved I moved my seats this year because I needed two more. Son, so sad about this. Fiance, love you all. I'm happy early. about them, but yeah. sad about me. Real hard to get seats in section 35. Turns out. Um, Sorry, I'm, it's not I'm, that great anyway. I'm debating canceling them. And here's my reasoning. Um, If we're not going to have games, 
that I can go to, why would I pay? Why would I pay for my seats? More than that, like I don't really approve of how the team has handled things over the last six weeks. Even more than that, I'd rather take that money and support local businesses that are struggling, right? That don't have a billionaire owner. Um, If the season were to be played behind closed doors entirely, so 18 games, they play all 18 home games behind closed doors. Do you keep your season tickets? If the team asks you, if the team says, we'd love you to keep paying for your season tickets, uh, and we'll... Even if they say we'll we'll apply a credit towards next year, let's put that in there. Do you they keep ha- free season tickets? They would have to not apply a credit. They would have to give me free season tickets for next year. Like that's it. If, if I'm not getting to go to games, I'm not going to pay for it. Especially with the billionaire owner. Like, sorry, that's the risk you take when you run a sports organization. Like, it's a bummer. The team's not going to go anywhere. The team has said that a number of times. If my $400 for my one seat is so important to them, like they can try to give me something for it. But yeah, no, it's, it, yeah, there's no way I would keep my tickets or keep paying if I'm not going to go to games. I'm already like you. I mean, we've talked about this on the pod before. I'm already on the verge of canceling my tickets over the way that they've handled this and over yeah, a bunch of different things. But yeah, I'm, I'm already considering canceling it. Even if there was going to be games that we could go to this year, I'm still not sure I would keep paying for them at this point. But that's Basically, the, the only reason you'd keep paying for them, Trevor, is so you could continue to have that spot in 35 in future seasons, right? Yeah, pretty much. That would and be their Jake, argument, right? Jake's right. And uh, I think Jake's not as tied to those seats in the south end. I'm yeah, going like, to be in Austria by the fall, so I don't really give a shit anymore. Hey, cancel. <laughs> um, so so my question in response then, Jake, is does the does the fact that they've stopped taking payments for season tickets change your calculus at all? Yep, 100%. I was I actually called Brent Stevens today to cancel my season tickets. Oh, and then it came out that they were uh, making that change. <laughs> yeah, he he called me back while I was on another I was on a Zoom meeting for work, and then I forgot to call him back. Sorry, Brent. <laughs> until six o'clock tonight and i called him at six i was like dude i look i know it's late i'm sorry i just wanted you to know this is what i was going to call about and i just read the email and he's like oh okay yeah sorry i was on the call on a different call but i think so yeah i i've i've debated it a lot i'm i've generally been the type of person that says like i'll pay whatever it costs for a season ticket because i view that as my contribution to the club to help the club stick around buy the players that we need to buy all that kind of stuff um turns out i don't think our season tickets are actually that important based on everything uh andy carroll has said over the last little bit so uh seems that most of the money is from sponsorships and uh other game day revenue so concessions merchandise right not actually the gate uh which it, it puts me in an interesting position from a like a morality perspective i think in a lot of ways like i yeah it, it, it's hard for me um like like most of my really good friends work for the club right or have worked for the club in the last 10 years and uh i've 
I've been debating whether or not canceling my season tickets affects them in any way. You know what I mean? Like if, if a bunch of us canceled our season tickets, would more people get furloughed? That's Maybe, exactly, right? yeah, that's exactly my question that I'm going back and forth on is I don't want me canceling season tickets to be sent as a message of, of, of the team seeing that and go, Oh, people are canceling season tickets. Well, we've got to save more money somewhere. Let's cut more staff. Yeah. I don't, I, think, I don't want to contribute to that. And I feel like if I cancel tickets, that's, it's going to contribute to that response at the club. Yeah. And I, I think to a certain extent, part of the reason why they, and this is, this is me guessing, I've not been told this at all, but the only reason they pause payments on season tickets is because they've had enough call volume over the last two weeks asking about their season, about season ticket payments and they don't want people to cancel. Yeah, I mean, there the are people do, who just can't afford it right now, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Who with uh with the amount of jobless claims, it's it's pretty obvious that uh, people are hurting, and taking money from people who are, who are hurting is not like the not going to win you many friends, right? Which uh, we know Deloitte Hansen cares a lot about. Yeah, it's just a very, very wild time. <laughs> Dude, I really wonder how many calls they've gotten because I know people like their their ticket reps were checking in with people, you know, to like see. I don't even know what they were doing, but they were making outbound calls. Guess who never got a call? You never got a call, of course. You got a call from Andy Carroll. He took care of it. (laughs) Yeah, they crossed off the list, Jake. They were like, "Oh, he talked to Andy. He's okay." I've talked to Andy way more times than I care to admit. More times than I would have liked, dude. Yeah, that's he. He's really great. I really like that guy. He's cool. I love it. I love it when Kyle's being sarcastic because it doesn't. It doesn't quite sound like he's being sarcastic. Yeah, those calls piss me off so bad. He's such a tool. I just. I, dude, the way he was so in 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 that call. Not to, I guess we're circling all the way back, but he <laughs> the one I was on the second one. He was like, someone asked, "Hey, I didn't go to, I didn't get to join the call earlier. Could you give us a recap of like what questions were asked in some of the other calls? Like if you could, because people are having trouble kind of coming up with questions. They were like." You know, Andy did the same. I know you guys are probably wondering what the players are up to when they're in quarantine. We're going to get Albert Rusnak. Yeah, we're going to get Albert Rusnak on a town hall pretty soon. He can no. say hi to him. No, everyone. you're not. No, you're never absolutely ever. not. It's That's I think never going to happen. That. I want to um, hear what uh, games Demir Krylik's been playing. German board game design is still like the hotbed of game design. So I really want to know. I'm like, sure he's really does Demir into play board games. But but Andy was like lobbing himself just like super easy questions. Like a lot of people were asking about what the players are up to. You know, they've been asking like what they've been doing to keep busy. He kept asking himself things like that. And then before going into the media being super unfair to him. And then Trevor asked him to come on the podcast. So maybe he'll come on the podcast. <laughs> he was supposed to come on ours uh, for Fan Friday. Yeah, I'm not really expecting him to come on he seemed really gung-ho when he answered the question he was like oh yeah, yeah well, absolutely I'll go. what happened to the fan he had to go to a funeral yeah he really would have been there too like he and i it's really weird 
I, I actually think Andy and I have a decent relationship, even though it gets heated minimum once a year. The next time I see him, he will shake my hand and, and buy me a beer. Guaranteed. Like I no question about that. When I see him at, after a game, we will have a decent conversation. I, I find that fascinating because I <laughs> like, I, I don't understand how he doesn't get it. It's fine. Whatever. But yeah, it's political. Yeah. But I think he understands the like, machinations of the yeah. chief business officer role, man, that role. Yeah. No, not for me. Um, so guys, we should start a, not a fan Friday and we'll just come on pod and, uh, talk about things that we don't like. Do you guys Dude, just want to take over fan Friday? You guys should just, no, take over. absolutely not. <laughs> you guys have like, you guys have like, yeah, you have like, a people expect that of you. Our fan like, Fridays would just be board games and coffee. Like that's, that yeah, great. That, that's, that's cool. <laughs> And That's just really shit talking like yeah. the old days. Oh, Our, I, I like friend. I like being exactly. I like being on the peripheries of like what what you guys are doing. Since you have like a legit operation, and Andy's out there making fake clubs or merch or whatever. You guys are having contests and fan Fridays or whatever. I like just mm. you know interviewing professional medical doctors and also talking trash about Andy Carroll over here. It's nice. I think we've struck a good balance. <laughs> Yeah, certainly. I, I miss I miss that balance. I miss the days of the Wrecking Crew podcast where no one listened to us and we just you grew, read the most ridiculous things possible. Yeah, you grew. You Those grew took too some fat. heavy editing. Oh, also, <laughs> how's the how's the Park Cafe? How uh, are, you, are you still getting your breakfast? I know I saw the shirt. Uh, yeah, I go minimum once a week at this point. I feel like that's right. as much as I can justify being out of the house where I would go. I feel like that's going to be the hardest often. thing when you move to Austria. Uh, Sean has already told me that I can have all of his recipes and that I can open my own version of the park cafe in Austria. So we're good. I heard that the food <laughs> yeah. isn't that great in, uh, the beautiful Austrian mountains. So oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. Do you remember the food in Ukraine? It was atrocious. I never went. I thought you, I thought no. you were going to go last year. Uh, it was going to be this year. Oh, but, you know, damn. Correct. that's all right. But then stuff happened. The only thing that is good in, in Ukraine is borscht. That's it. Mm. It's the only thing that's worth eating there. Um, borscht doesn't I bet you... sound good. Like I've it's seen so good. It's, it's so good. Terrible. No, they put yeah. dill on everything, and I really like dill pickles, but dill does not live on a lot of things that mm. they put on in Ukraine. So I bet there's some... I'll, I'll look up some Austrian uh, chocolate producers for you. Do you know what Austria has that I'm really excited about? Beer. I don't know if Austria beer. produces a whole lot of chocolate, Matt. Lots of beer. Chocolate oh, yeah, manufacturers they do, they do. from Austria. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, we've got at least 20? 25? Perfect. 15? Love yeah, it. They're, you guys... they're, they're chocolate there. Uh wow. I have some I have some big news. Okay, well, all right. Share your big First news. First of all. <laughs> There's a trend that's been going around about like post yourself and your birthday person or whatever. Mm. Um, So people get your birthday and they can use those for. uh... It's like post a picture yourself and some like some famous person that has your birthday. Oh, gotcha! Yeah, yeah. So So, they get stuff to reset your password. Uh, probably, but 
whoever does that is a freaking chump. Whoever uses their birthday is the question. <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. So I was, I, the only person I knew that had the same birthday as me that was a famous person was, this is a really roundabout way of telling you this. This is a really roundabout way of telling you that fashion model Gigi Hadid is pregnant with Z, uh, Zayn Malik's baby. But what I, that reminded me because <laughs> Gigi, Gigi's sister Bella and I have the same birthday, which is something I learned last night because I was looking up oh. famous birthdays. So I think as we close this out, we should all talk about our the famous people that share our birthday and for me which this is really interesting so we got bella hadid okay we got bella hadid john lennon i just want to make sure you understand trevor okay john lennon but listen to this john lennon's son that he had with yoko ono has the same birthday as john lennon his name is sean lennon (laughs) (laughs) Sean Lennon and John Lennon. Sean Lennon and John Lennon have the same birthday. So, um, Guillermo del Toro, uh, Steve, Steve from Blues Clues. That was oh. a, a good one of mine. He he made some pretty great music in like two thousand five, yes. two thousand six. Yes, he did actually. Um, and then Ozzy Osbourne's wife Sharon Osbourne, uh, David Cameron, the former uh, trash ass prime minister of the UK. <laughs> Uh, Scott Bakula. Oh, cool! <laughs> Quantum Leap. I just saw Scott Bakula in an episode of uh, "It's Always Sunny Today," and it Dude, was perfect. Dude, that episode is so good. The Quantum really Leap episode good. is yeah. so great. I love that episode. Anyway, so he's also in Star Trek Enterprise. So there's your Star Trek connection for the day. That he is. That's right. And yeah. Nick Nick Swartz and the comedian who I don't think he's done anything in like 20 years. And also oh, Scotty McCreary. I don't. Sorry, man. Scotty McCreary. Uh, the um, the country singer, and also it's also Leif Erikson Day. So, all oh. right, Trevor, tell us your birthday. Go, people. Trevor. No, this is terrible. So, okay, never mind. No, no, Matt, no, 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 no. Sorry, that's not what I meant. <laughs> what I meant is the people on my birthday are terrible. Like it's the worst list of people ever. So that's pretty bad too. You Google my day, and legitimately, on you Google my birthday, and it gives you like eight names, and I recognize one of them and the rest of them, I think if I had to guess are like either YouTube or Instagram influencers or, What's your birthday? or rap stars, uh, December 16th. So the name that I recognize is Beethoven, Ludwig oh. von Beethoven, which is not bad. Yeah. Um, and then let's see Jane Austen. Dude, I don't know oh, any of great. these people other than, other than Matt's Hummels. <laughs> Speaking of Dortmund, even Matt Hummels have the same birthday. Dude, I don't know any of these people. No, for real. Like uh, Ethan and Grace and Dolan, no, no clue. Zara Larson, wait, the Dolan twins? They're who that is? They're Disney Disney kids. Okay, so I don't care. I have no idea who those people are. Okay, I've got some good Uh, ones. Somebody named Berlizzi, which is my favorite name. Oh, that's pretty good. No idea who that is. Uh, so yeah, Beethoven, Jane Austen, and uh, King Leopold the First of Belgium, I think. Oh, Zara Larson. She's a Swedish singer. She's actually pretty good. Theo James. Who's Theo James? No idea. He's in. He's in those Divergent Insurgent movies. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I got to be honest. You got a pretty weird, weird and whack list. I went through IMDb earlier today because it has like all the actors and whatever. 
and it mm-hmm. said that there was like 125 names of people that were born on my birthday. I swiped through 30, and I think I recognized <laughs> one from like a character they were on in a TV show. Okay. So I just gave up on the whole thing. All right, Jake, you're up. Uh, Rob Lowe. Oh, that's right. a good one. Wait, wait, yeah. Jake, what's your birthday? St. Patrick's Day. Okay, um, March seventeenth, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta March seventeenth. Happy belated yeah. birthday, Jake. Thanks, uh, Billy Corgan. Dude, um, you, you Don Boyega, Nat King you Cole, have... Natalie Vea, Coco Austin, what? Danny Ainge. What is Dude, this? Shinji Kagawa, another Dortmund player. And Ian Jekko. And yeah. Kyle Korver. Dude, what is this list? This is stacked. Mia Hamm. <laughs> we got we got Grimes, fashion designer Alexander McQueen, Kurt Russell, Rob Lowe, Rob Kardashian, Hosier. Dude, this is Why crazy. is Rob Kardashian the one that excites you on that list? Okay. Really? He was <laughs> Kyle Korver, though. Kyle Korver, he's so handsome. Yeah. Gina Holden, Tamar Braxton, Patrick Duffy. Marissa Coughlin. Dude, this rules. Yeah, there are a lot of people on here I don't recognize, but Alexander McQueen, Katie Ledecky. No, 17th. Okay. Uh, Coco Coco Austin, who is married to Ice Cube, right? Uh, Sure. I don't know that, actually. Kurt Russell, that's pretty cool. John Wayne Gacy, there you go. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Some of our faves may be implicated. That's so great. Cool. Man. What's Matt? All right, Matt. All right. Uh, so I've got Steve Jobs. Wait, what's wait for real? Okay. February 24th. I've got Floyd Mayweather Jr. Fine, <laughs> I guess. Uh, a YouTube star named Swagger Souls. Oh, my God. Pretty great. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, there were a couple other good ones. Shinsuke Nakamura, professional wrestler. I swear to God, if there's one more Dortmund player. <laughs> Dude, you have Earl Earl Sweatshirt, the rapper, and also Trey Cyrus, the rapper. Well, Miley Cyrus' his brother, and he's not oh. a rapper. He's in the band uh, Metro. Shake, uh, shake, yeah, shake, Met- shake, Metro something. shake. Dude, speaking of Ice Cube, Ice Cube Jr., O'Shea Jackson Jr., oh. um, he has the same birth as you, so I'm learning as a lot here. Abe Vigoda. Ooh. Uh, Phil Knight. Who's Phil Knight? I feel like he's a bad person, but I don't remember why. Uh, basketball coach through a charity oh, player. No, oh, that's Bobby Knight. Knight. Oh, that's Bobby no. Knight. Wikipedia, Phil Knight. Um, there was another uh, Mitch Hedberg. Hey, oh, one of my right. favorite comedians. Um some French people back in the 1590s. Oh uh, a Polish Jesuit, Mat- Matthias. Oh, that's great. Oh, Matthias, the Holy Roman Emperor, was born on my birthday, but uh, several years before. Um, Dude, the girl who plays Charlotte, Kristen Davis, uh, Charlotte on Sex in the City. Oh. So, there you We've go. We've also got uh, Foreman's mother from that 70s show. Okay. Oh, for real? I, I think yeah. we're not focusing enough on the Holy Roman Emperor here, guys. Hey, we skipped uh, Named Matthias. Like, how good is that? And we skip right over that. There are like three Matthiases here in like a 20-year period. Matthias Bronchek, sculptor. 
Dude, this, like this is a blessed name. See, you have like a spiritual connection to all these people through this, so I yeah. hope you, I hope you and Phil Knight really. Um, oh Phil yeah. Knight's still alive. Uh, he's Phil Knight has oh he's the co-founder of Nike. That's who Phil Knight uh, is. Yeah, he's, I thought he's it was important. 30, he's worth thirty-six billion dollars. Me too. Sorry for holding out on you guys. I'll I'll <laughs> distribute the wealth soon. Redistribute my own wealth. Um, hmm. Dude, get a load of this guy. I, I gotta send. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna send it in Slack. Phil Knight. Say a name. Oh, are we still looking at Phil Knight? Okay. Wait, I gotta send it to you guys specifically because. Um... Emmanuel Villa? Hey guys, I, hey, uh, I gotta jump off. No, Jake, Jake you have thanks to for joining us. Seconds. You're all amazing, and I love so you. We all thank should you jump for the opportunity. We all, we all should. This is the end yeah. of the podcast. Goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Bye. Goodbye, Kyle. Goodbye, Goodbye everyone. Enjoy the jazz. Doggy.